Hello and welcome to another week of your podcast. Another week of your podcast? Guys, it's your podcast now, it's not mine. (laughs) Welcome to another week of the podcast. I am your host, Bella, and I'm so excited that you're here and listening. I'm very, very grateful. And if I can just ask one tiny, tiny thing of you, if it's it's at all possible please can you make sure that you're following me on instagram at you've got mail underscore pod the link is in the show notes and also if i can just trouble you for a little review it makes more people able to find me and really helps me out so that would be great thank you bye (sighs) guys i've recorded this podcast about seven times no eight this is my eighth go the podcast i've recorded five separate life updates And I think the truth is, I'm just not feeling in the life update mood. I'm feeling way too anxious right now to even do the life update. And that is ridiculous. That is so ridiculous. But I feel like the thing that's annoying about when I feel anxious is it feels like this tightness in my chest that's just, like, present. And it's like, it it just makes it hard to fully concentrate on anything else because I just feel like something's wrong when something's not wrong. And it's so annoying it's so annoying. It it just makes it feel like you're just trying to wait for it to pass. And that's every time I would record a life update, I'd be getting to a point. I'd just be like, I just don't want to say all these happy, great things that I've done. Because I've done great things. Like, it's been such an exciting week since we last spoke. I went to Manchester last weekend and I went to a market. I bought the most best Gap little baby hoodie I've ever seen in my entire life. That was excellent. I went to a maker's market. We went to the cheese toasty place, which if you haven't ever been to Manchester or if you're going soon, you should go to the cheese toasty place because cheese toasties are probably my favourite, one of my favourite foods. I don't know why, it's totally unoriginal, but I just, there's something about the gooiness of the cheese and the bread and mwah, incredible. I would recommend you go there. It's called Northern Soul. No, it's not. The Northern Toast, and it's not Grilled Soul. Grilled che- oh, I can't even remember what it's called. This is bad. I should have researched this beforehand. It's fine. Um, I will add it in the show notes, but it's in the Northern Quarter and it is delicious. I would highly recommend. So we went there on the Saturday and then I was hungover. So that is all we did on Saturday. And then on the Sunday, we woke up and we went for a walk around Manchester again and got coffee and went for a picnic. It was lovely. I love a picnic. There's something very wholesome about a picnic. It just feels like a good way to spend your weekend, a very Sunday type thing to do. And then I decided I didn't want to go home. So I booked myself into the like Manchester office, which if you have ever been to Manchester, you will see what I mean. Right. So it said that it's in the Arndale Centre. So I was walking around the Arndale Centre and I was just like, I just don't, I don't see it anywhere. I don't see any scenes we signed anywhere. It turns out it's above the Arndale and like this high rise that is just above the Arndale Centre. It's mad. But anyway, I worked from the office from there, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, which was so exciting. Well, it broke up work anyway. That that made it much more exciting. So I was very grateful for that. And it's now meant I can go to Manchester whenever, which has made me feel a lot less caged, like stuck here. It's made me feel like there's so much more freedom that I can do. And the fact that I can also go down to the London office, that's just a lot more pricey because I'll have to pay for the train ticket. So we might not be doing that. But, you know, it's... It's made me feel much better about things. And it was just nice because I feel like when I'm there, God, I have so much more of an expensive lifestyle. I bought myself breakfast every morning and by 12 o'clock, I spent 15 quid each day. Like it's mad how much money you spend in the city. Everything costs money. Everything you want to do. I really should have just brought breakfast with me. And now I have learned that for next time. But 
it's crazy. But on the Tuesday, it's just nice things that like we went to the cinema, we went to out for food, we went for dinner. And I feel like you just do so much more, but you do spend more money. But then sometimes you have to spend money to do nice things. Do you know what I mean? Sometimes you have to treat yourself and realise that it's not all about saving. So that's what I was trying to focus on. Especially because I don't live in Manchester full time. I was like, it's okay for me to spend money here because I'm not going to spend money when I'm home. Like today I went into town and I really want, I was like, I'm going to go get myself some coffee. I'm going to buy myself some flowers. I'm going to do this. No, I went in and out. I spent 25 quid on an eye test though, which was the most boring use of 25 quid ever. 25 pounds for them to tell me that one eye is slightly different. I was just like, why did I even bother? But it, I guess, I guess it could have been worse and we don't know, but I should probably finish the rest of the week recap. And then the Wednesday night I came home and Thursday and Friday I have just been at work, which we will cover in a second because that mm, leads this podcast, let's be honest. And then Saturday, Friday night came and I'm at home this weekend and normally, I don't know why, but I always find my weekends at home because I'm the only one here. It's kind of hard. I'm not very good at making them into weekends. I kind of end up just doing jobs. And so I made an active choice this weekend that this was going to be a weekend weekend, a proper weekend. And so on Friday, we had a lovely dinner and I went out for a big walk after work to kind of break it up a little bit. And then on the Saturday, it was so sunny. It was tropical. It was lovely. I have got a tan. Okay, I have got a tan. Very gradual tan, but a tan nonetheless. I wore a skirt and a strappy top with no coat. This is a big deal if you live in the UK, especially in Scarborough where it's always fucking cold. But we, I went and I went on a 10k run for the first time in ages well actually say ages I've never done that before it was mad I just decided I wanted to do something kind of semi-productive with my time I wanted to use this weekend to do something that I've been wanting to do for a while and for some reason that's just been on my like I wonder if I can do it so I just did it and I'm very proud of myself for doing it because running has been a thing that I've recently got into that's kind of making me feel a lot less anxious and making me feel a lot more present and so by doing that I was kind of like it I'm proud of myself because that has been a goal for a while and I just did it and it was pretty cool. So I did that, although I did nearly kill the dog. No joke, Lottie nearly died. Well, I say no joke, it's a little bit of a joke. She didn't actually nearly keel over and die, but she hated the run. It was too hot for a blesser and it was probably too far for her because we were running for like an hour. But she, at points... So the set, so I'd go run up this hill and I run around this field and at one point we were running around the third lap of the field so it's like probably like a mile and a half each time and she knew what was coming and we got to the part to start it again and she just looked at me looked the other way and just started walking away and I was like okay you don't want to run anymore so I took her a separate way halfway running that separate way she learned how to slip out of a collar and started just walking and running the other way and I was like oh no this is not good we've got so much further to go so in the end, after she kept slipping her collar and everything, I had to end up running through the woods because I knew that would be the only way to keep her entertained. But it meant I had to climb through, like, bushes. I had to climb through. I've got so many little cuts on my legs now from, like, little thorns and things like that, all to keep that dog happy because she was not happy. And when she came back inside, oh, no, she was not feeling good. She was not feeling good in the slightest. I felt so bad. I felt so guilty. 
but I didn't realise how warm it was. And where we run up at the top, it's really sheltered. There's a part which is really sheltered, so it gets really, really hot there. And oh my god, the fly situation. I properly gagged at one point because a fly hit my back of my throat and it was vile. Oh, horrible, horrible experience. But other than that, the run was great. Would highly recommend. Oh, my legs this morning, though. You should definitely do a warm-up. You should definitely stretch afterwards. You should definitely do some things that make it better. But all I did was have a shower and go to a barbecue and drink. But that worked, too. That worked successfully. The barbecue was lovely, and it reminded me how much I like those kind of, like, just sitting outside and eating and just relaxing really it was a really nice way to spend the weekend I feel like I remember looking at this post and it was saying how at the weekend you should use your time to build the life you want not hide from the life you have and this was the first weekend in like quite a few weeks where I haven't gone out and I haven't like done that and it's not that I don't like going out I do really like going out but sometimes I think when I go to Manchester because I am obviously staying at someone else's house. I'm not staying at my own house. I don't have all my own things around me. I don't prioritise the things I like to do as much because they're often things I do on my own, like record the podcast, like create reels, like um, piano, little other things, you know, like reading, things like that. You don't do them as much because you're obviously spending time with other people, which is brilliant and lovely. But it's been really nice having this weekend to kind of get back on track again, to kind of have a weekend where I was like, you know what? Everything is okay. Kind of. We'll discuss this in a second. Uh, The podcast topic is a little bit leading, so I feel like you'll know something's coming soon. But it's been a nice way to spend a weekend, and I feel like going into the week that I've had a proper break, I've had a proper break away from things, which is a massive, massive relief, because it's getting a little bit overwhelming, just a little bit. But then we had the barbecue, and we had some drinks, and then last night, something came over me last night. I don't know what it was. But I just went like eight o'clock hit and all of a sudden I just got this burst of energy and it's been happening quite a lot recently. But like a burst of energy to be hyper productive. I have tidied my room like it's never been tidied before. I have now got a chair seating like reading area for my bedroom. I have now got like a clothes rail area. I've got my desk. I've set my desk up. And then something incredible happened in this tidying era. Like hands down, incredible. So before I started tidying, I was like, I manifest finding a lot of money. Just thought I'd trial it out. You know, I was like, couldn't hurt if I found some cash. Thinking £10. Because £10 right now would be beautiful. And so I decided to empty all of my bags. Because I just leave things in all of them. And it's really bad. Like, I've I found like 10 lip glosses just spread around. And if they're all in one place, then you know where they are. I found blushes. I found mascaras. It was mainly makeup. And I wanted to know where all that was. But... I was searching through, searching through, and then I found my bag. Like, I have this one black bag that I got from a charity shop that literally cost me, like, five quid. It was so cheap, but I love it. It's perfect to wear for just a night out. And it was so cheap. If it gets ruined, if I lose it, if anything happens, I'm not that upset about it. It's it's not a great brand or anything like that. It just looks nice, and it kind of... It easily goes with every outfit, so that's why it's great, and it fits a lot in. And then all of a sudden, I felt like it had a pocket. I was like, oh, I wonder if I've put a lip gloss in there. Open the pocket... Lo and behold, I pull out this massive wad of cash. I was like, what is this? Counted it up, £210. I then found another 30 quid in coins. I was like, 
where has this money coming from? Oh my God, I wish. And then I just realised that it was my final wages. I had never banked them. And for the past like few months, I have been thinking I'm losing a lot of cash. But I swear I got money from somewhere and was putting it somewhere and I just didn't do it. But I just didn't know where and I couldn't find it. And I was looking and I was searching and then I just kind of forgot about it. And now I have found it. It has made my day. It has made my day. It's also made me feel really sick because um, that bag has been not looked after. I've left that bag in so many places. That could have made someone's day very, very exciting. But no, thank God I found it. So that was a lovely, nice thing that happened. And then as soon as that happened, it was a full moon. I was like, I need to manifest some other things. So I just sat down and literally scripted my dream life well, dream life for the next few months anyway, the dream kind of like, and um, we're not talking like super out there type dreams, just how I want the next few months to go really, how within reason they could go as well, I don't feel like I'm asking for too much, I just feel like I just need a little push in the right direction, you know, sometimes that happens and I would be greatly appreciative, <laughs> but I did that and then that ended up taking me, this is what I mean about the high productive thing, I've started learning the piano and I just started doing like a half an hour lesson at midnight and I've been playing this game but it's like Duolingo but for coding which honestly if anyone's listening and they're interested in getting into coding which it's a major career area so it's pretty exciting if you do get into it download Mimo it's like Duolingo but for coding it's great it's so easy and it's pretty uh, I don't know about fun but it's actually really good like you I use what they're teaching every day so it's definitely usable and applicable and would recommend so that's just a little side educational note but I would recommend that app it's great and it's free um and it literally functions the same as Duolingo you kind of go around there's a leaderboard you get points I think it's owned by the same people because they're very similar but that's what I did last night and then this morning I woke up and I made pancakes and I went and did a workout which was horrific hands down one of the worst workouts I was just pausing it halfway and going on my phone, which isn't what you're meant to do. You're definitely, like, all these help, like, you're definitely meant to continue to the end and not stop, but I properly stopped, like, for a long time in between as well. I, the squat jumps, Jesus Christ. I do, like, ten and just press pause and just stand there. Sometimes I just didn't even stop it. I just carried on and pretended I was doing it. But sometimes those workouts happen. All that's important is that we did it, and I'm on the final week of the program, thank God, because... I need to change the program. Doing only lower body, it's like one, two lower body workouts, one full body workout has been exhausting. Exhausting, but I feel like it's worked, so that's been a good thing. So I did a workout and then I booked myself an eye test because Santander wouldn't, not Santander, Specsavers wouldn't stop sending me emails. So I finally booked an eye test and went and had that done because not often am I here on the weekend, so that was a great job. I spent 25 quid for them to tell me my eyesight is basically the same. 25 pounds that cost me it was, I was literally in and out within 10 minutes and they said it's basically the same just my right eyes a little, little tiniest bit worse which was low-key pretty annoying but it's fine we moved and then they tried to sell me an 180 pound pair of glasses granted you got two for one I was like of course you get two for one when you're paying that price I'm not paying that and I'm not a student anymore so I had to pay it so yeah we're not buying new glasses that isn't a thing that's happening for me we're just sticking with the old ones and buying contact lenses because 
no, I don't have 190 quid right now. No, thank you. And then I just met some friends and we went for drinks and we went out for lunch, which was really nice. We went out for lunch when my little sister's got her first job and it was so cute to see her working. It was so funny. Um, but bless her, she's trying hard. She's actually working while I got my first job. So it feels very cyclical. It feels like a very cyclical thing, but I hope she's having a good shift. <laughs> she's not back yet. <laughs> but oh my god I just did a life update that's mad I really didn't want to do when I was feeling so anxious at the start of this like you don't even understand anxiety is so weird because sometimes you just need to distract yourself and then it goes and you just realize when you don't focus on the feeling the feeling doesn't come anymore that's mad I didn't even realize but anyway I should probably get to the point of this podcast really <laughs> So the topic of this podcast, and as I said, is living with uncertainty because right now, wow, am I struggling with this. And it's uncertainty. It's, I don't even know if it's uncertainty. It's not uncertainty in like, I don't know what my future is going to bring. It's uncertainty of, I don't know what to choose. I don't know what to do. It's not like a, oh, this is a bit unusual. Oh, anything could happen. It's a I feel like there's so much pressure on me to make the right decision. And if I make the wrong decision, what if I regret it forever? Like, that's what is my issue at the moment. But I feel like this can apply to anything. It's like picking your right college. Are you applying to the right college? Should you apply to a different college? Are you doing the right degree? Are you doing this? It's like this constant living with the knowledge that you don't know whether it's the right thing yet. Living with that uncertainty that you don't know right now how it's going to work out. You don't know. And I am really struggling with it. And I don't know why, because uncertainty is the only certain thing. Do you know what I mean? In reality, we don't know what is coming around the corner. I have no clue. I had no idea I was going to get this job. I had no clue whatsoever. You literally have no, you have no idea what is coming. And yet the fact that I don't know what is coming is making me feel anxious. I guess it's again that kind of it's not that I don't know what's coming it's that I do know what's coming and I don't know what to pick I feel like it's easier if I just explain the situation so at the moment it's not even at the moment this crossroad is literally happening in about four months I'm only two weeks into my internship and it's only at the end of the internship is the crossroads going to happen and I don't even know all the options I don't even know whether or not like I can carry on with the job, whether or not the job is going to like work or whether I can have the job and the masters or anything like this. But at the moment, for some very strange reason, I'm feeling really, really panicked about whether or not I should carry on with my internship and do the job afterwards or whether or not I should do my masters. And I really genuinely don't know because for the first time ever, I'm given two really great opportunities and that's not really ever happened to me before. Normally, I pick something and that's what I pick. And I just do that one thing. And if it doesn't work, something else happens. Like with my degree, my degree, I applied for one, literally one type of degree. I didn't apply for any of the others. There was nothing that I didn't like. There was no other options. I just wanted to do that thing. I'm very like, I'll set my heart on something. And that is what I'll do. Because I know how indecisive I am. And this situation is probably my worst nightmare, to be honest. I hate it it makes me feel nauseous and it's ridiculous because I was talking about it with mum yesterday I just be like mum can we stop talking about it now because I feel like I'm gonna cry 
because I just don't know what to do. I don't know what to do, which is a ridiculous response because I don't even know what the options are. I'm just creating the options in my head. The options that I could pick. So with the internship that I'm doing, there's a job afterwards to carry on with it. And then after that, you'd be, you gain a full-time career. And the kind of the career progression is really great. The paychecks are really great. Everything's, it's an incredible opportunity to get experience in tech, which is a field which is massively, it's exploding right now and it always will explode and you will always have a job. Being a software engineer is so highly sought after. But then on the other side, flip side, I have my master's, which is something that I always thought I was going to do. And it's been a course that I think is really, really interesting and influential and I'll really enjoy. And I've always wanted, I don't know, for me, I always wanted to have an impact. I've always wanted to do something that I could be like, you know what, I did that. And I'm so proud of myself for doing that. And I made an impact on other people's lives in a positive way. It's always been like a little thing that I've always wanted to do. And I know if I do that master's that I will have that positive impact. And it's been a really strange experience having these two really great opportunities present themselves to it in hearing how my internal dialogue deals with them. Because it hasn't been positively, let me tell you that, it's been a learning curve the next time it happens. Because I am taking, I'm taking all the joy out of being presented to incredible opportunities. Realistically, I should be thinking, wow, fucking hell. Look what I've done, like, look at how hard I've worked and what I've managed to get myself into and now I get to pick and that is incredible. No, I'm not thinking of it like that. I'm thinking, fuck me. I am stressed. What if I pick the wrong one? What if I regret it for the rest of my life? What if I feel like, I feel sick at the thought of it right now? And it's so sad because I'm taking all the joy out of those, this experience which is meant to be incredible. And the way that my brain has dealt with it has been really interesting in kind of in terms of my internal dialogue to myself because the imposter syndrome has been massively real. Imposter syndrome is something you deal with in so many different aspects, but I think I found it really hard recently. And I found it really hard in the way that my brain is dealing with certainty and not knowing and in the way that I'm trying to reason it to either of because rather than looking for the positives of each and thinking, oh, you know what? I really love this. I really love this. I really love this. Or I really love this about the job. I really love this about the job. Instead of doing it like that, which would be a really positive kind of grateful, good energy, everything good type way of doing it. I've just been thinking how bad I am at things. So when I was in like, I just get in like kind of like moods of I should do the masters. I'm really bad at software engineering. I'm really bad at coding. I'm not very much like I don't fit in. I don't get it. I'm not very clever. This isn't for me. I'm not good at learning, that type of thing. Then yesterday, I was thinking I should do the software engineering thing. So I was like, I think I just picked the masters because I liked telling people I did the masters. I'm not actually smart enough at the masters. When you look at my grades, I wasn't very clever. I wasn't good at it really. So I don't really fit in there either. And it's only now that I'm reflecting on how I'm reasoning these two different things to myself as I realised how harsh I'm being to me and how nasty, like imagine if I was telling someone else this, imagine if someone came to you and they were telling you, oh I don't know which one to pick, and you're like, well you're shit at this, this and this, but you're also shit at all of that, so really, yeah, it's not looking great, is it? And that's the sad thing about imposter syndrome, because it comes into your life, it kind of starts as a trickle, and it's only when it's bad that you catch yourself, 
it's only now that I've sat here and been talking on this podcast because I just didn't even realize it before but kind of talking through different things that I'm starting to realize how prevalent that has been in my head the past few weeks and how I've been using the imposter in my head like the imposter in myself in these two different scenarios to reason it of how much of an influence it's been able to have over me I think the issue with imposter syndrome is it can make you feel really isolated and really lonely. It can make you feel like you're properly, properly on your own and it's scary and it's sad. I think that's the thing. This kind of feeling of I don't belong and I don't know which one I belong more into and I don't know whether I'm going to pick the right decision. That feeling has been making me feel really sad recently and been making me feel really kind of like panic stricken, which is a really sad way to be viewing these two incredible opportunities. As I said earlier, it's, 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 I shouldn't be sad. None of us should be sad right now if you've been presented to incredible things, but also this imposter syndrome side of things, it's often got no truth to it. It's often got no truth at all in the slightest. I think the thing that's been helping me deal with the imposter syndrome recently, because starting a new job is scary. And as I said, the previous podcast was being uncomfortably out of my comfort zone, but that has also led to more imposter syndrome because you're trying things that you're not good at and it's hard to tell your brain that it's okay to be bad at things and it's okay to not have everything sorted. It's okay that I don't know which one I want to do. It's actually okay. This little thing in your head telling you that it's not okay, telling you that you don't belong, telling you that this isn't where you should be, isn't telling the truth. It's not telling you the truth in the slightest. And I think asking yourself why you feel that way, why do you think you don't belong? What is the actions behind it that's like, what is the evidence? Treating it like a lawsuit. Do you know what I mean? Like, what's your evidence behind this? Quite quickly, you'll find there's not a lot of evidence. I'm just, for example, with me and wanting to, I just wanted to find reasons to help me pick. I was trying to create, like, reasons as to why I should do something when I didn't really have any. I was just making them up. I was telling myself I was like, I'm shit at coding. I'm also really bad at my degree. Look at my grades. I did awfully. And I didn't do awfully. I didn't. I was in a really hard headspace when I wasn't doing well. I had a bit of a breakdown. Do you know what I mean? It's so cruel to judge yourself like that and forget how much you have gone through. I think this imposter syndrome, feeling like you don't belong, it creeps in. And it has made me feel so anxious about the future because I think I'm constantly second-guessing where I am and where I belong and the future that I'm heading in. Is this the right decision? I don't know if this is the right decision. Is this what I should be doing? Is this what I shouldn't be doing? And as you get older, the decisions that we make seem to have a bigger impact. They seem to be able to have... They have more weight to them. They have a lot more weight to them. And so today, I've asked myself... Why am I feeling so anxious about the future? And I think this is the part where kind of like, how do you deal with feeling anxious about the future? With dealing with uncertainty and the imposter syndrome, the feeling like you don't really belong and the kind of like, what the fuck am I doing right now? Like, what am I going to do? Like, what what decision am I going to pick? What is the right option? Because I don't know. I don't know what the right option is. And that's sapping the joy, that feeling, that conscious kind of like is sapping the joy from all of these experiences that I'm having. Because in the back of my mind, whenever I enter a class, all I'm thinking about is, is this what I want to do? 
am I enjoying this? Should I pick the other thing? Is the other thing better than this? I don't know. I don't know, really. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. And, and I was reading, I was doing research before this podcast on living with uncertainty, ambiguity, imposter syndrome. And I read a really interesting article by Christine Carter, who has a PhD and it's on the TED educational page. And she said, she wrote something very interesting. She wrote, so living with so much uncertainty is hard. Human beings crave information about the future in the same way we crave food, sex and other primary rewards. Our brains perceive ambiguity as threat and they try to protect us by diminishing our ability to focus on anything other than creating certainty. And that really struck with me because when that that is exactly it. I can't focus on anything other than creating the certainty in my life. Other than deciding what am I going to do? And I'm not doing it well. I'm not doing it well. And then she goes on to say something really interesting. Sometimes, maybe always, it's more effective for us not to attempt to create certainty. Through Though evolution has rigged Though evolution might have rigged our brains to resist uncertainty, we can never really know what the future will bring. And during unpredictable unfolding situations, we need to learn to live with ambiguity. Uncertainty is the only certainty there is, wrote mathematician John Allen Paulos. Knowing how to live with insecurity is the only security. And I think... It made me realise, but I think I have this control over my life. I think I am in control of it and I am doing what I want to do, which is true up to a point. You can put yourself in the right positions. You can apply for the jobs. You can push as much as you want to do, but you don't know what's coming around the corner. You don't know. And if you carry on focusing on trying to sort things out that have no real sort, you know what I mean? Why am I thinking about this? Why am I trying to solve this issue when I can't solve the issue for another three months? This is three months problem. Like, do you know what I mean? This isn't a now issue. This is a future issue. And I can't solve it now. And I think I have been resisting that this is coming, that this is happening. I have been resisting the fact that I am uncertain I haven't accepted it and I think this is my advice if you're also dealing with uncertainty if you're also not really sure what to do about a situation whether it be friends whether it be like whether it be friends relationships travel money any of these things like there's so many different areas that ambiguity and imposter syndrome and certainty can all uncertainty I mean can link into and I think the first step that we all need to do me massively included is accepting that that's okay that realistically you've got two incredible options or you've got two like there are always options and that it is always going to work out and accepting that you don't always have to have everything figured out. I think deep down I have a bit of like a a thing of the if I don't work really hard and if I don't make sure I pick the best possible thing and really push myself, then 
everything will crumble, then it's not worth it, then everything will just go to ruin. And that's not the case in the slightest. But I think having that kind of like negative view towards certainty and like, because if I know what's coming, then I know what my outcome is going to be. And I know I'm striving towards the right possible goal. But I don't really know what the outcome is going to be. I just think I do. I don't really know whether I would enjoy the job. I don't really know whether I'd enjoy the master's. You don't know which one's going to be the better option sometimes. And I think you have to be able to find peace in the not knowing. You have to find it in yourself to know that you are going to be okay either way. You as a person fundamentally are not going to be affected. Your soul, you, you're going to get through it. You're going to wake up again and again and again and you're going to be okay. And it's okay to be scared by the ambiguity, but you can't let it ruin your life. You can't be plagued by this decision-making or lack of decision-making because it spoils everything. It spoiled the barbecue I was at yesterday because we started talking about it and I had to go inside because I was like, I honestly feel quite panicked right now. Quite panicked. And that's really sad. So no, we're not doing that anymore, everyone. We're not doing it. We're working on accepting and embracing the unknown. The unknown of whether or not it's the right decision. The unknown of whether or not we know what we're doing. The unknown of what's going to happen because really you don't know what's coming. So by practicing this now, it's going to serve you so well in the future. I was looking through audios and stuff yesterday of things I could use for a reel and different things I think would be good for my podcast. And I came across this one audio and I can't remember who it was speaking, but they were saying that if you want to be a soldier, you'll become a soldier. If you want to be a doctor, you will become a doctor. If you want to be a postman, you'll become a postman. If you want to be a decorator, you will become a decorator. But there is beauty in not knowing what you want to do because then there's so many different options. By not knowing what is the better option, by being open to so many different experiences and what's going to happen, your future is going to be so much brighter than you could have even imagined. And I think that's the thing. I cannot even comprehend the best possible outcome of my situation. And I'm sure if you're also dealing with uncertainty that you can't either. You can't even comprehend and by accepting that it's okay that you don't know, you're not wasting this time trying to figure something out that ultimately probably won't even be the decision you pick because you don't know what's coming. I don't know who I'm going to meet in Bali. I don't know what situation is going to arise. I don't know. Maybe I can do both. Do you know what I mean? The best possible situation you haven't even thought of yet. So by coming okay with this uncertainty, you stop wasting time dealing with it all the time because the also the other thing is you can't choose do you know what I mean there's literally no point thinking about it now because I can't make it go away and I'm craving this ability to make it go away but I'm just gonna have to sit tight just like you are we're just gonna have to sit tight and one day it will become certain but become okay with that with it not being okay right now I need to stop perceiving ambiguity as a threat because really it's not a threat Because reality is everything's ambiguous. Everything is ambiguous. Who are you going to meet on the next night out? You don't know. Who's going to be your next newest friend who you meet who takes you on a total different life plan than you ever thought possible? You don't know. You could win the lottery. Everything in life, nothing is certain. Nothing is pre-planned. 
and I read this thing about manifestation, which is sometimes when we try and plan too greatly, then we don't live life to our highest, most best possible version because we ignore the things that just happen. The options that we didn't even know were there. So I think to round off the podcast, how should you deal with the ambiguity or the uncertainty that you're dealing with right at the moment? I agree that we all need to accept it more and kind of embrace that uncertainty. But I think in moments when that anxiety kind of sticks or in moments when the imposter syndrome is really loud and you're feeling a bit sick about it all, because when I, I, it could present itself differently for you. But a big thing for me is I get really anxious and feel a bit sick. I come a bit like closed off. I feel like I'm going to cry, which is the worst possible situation. But I found that running has been a really good thing for me. That was mainly why the 10K felt quite like I did it and I'm proud of myself is because running's become a way of me kind of just like getting out of my head and just not really like just being present for a few like 10, 20, 30, 40, I mean 60 yesterday, but like a period of time each week. And I've really enjoyed that, but it doesn't have to be running. I think the main thing I've enjoyed about it has been being outside. I don't think I'd have liked it on a treadmill, but because I was running through fields and I was running through the forest and I was running like in a beautiful location outdoor, it makes you feel really present. And I think that's the other way to deal with ambiguity and uncertainty is grounding yourself in the present moment and realizing you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Do you know what I mean? You don't know. And so you need to ground yourself and be okay with that not knowing and just focus on being wholly present. I've also been adding other little things into my life. It's kind of like, all right, we feel a little anxious about this right now. Let's just distract ourselves. I've been learning the piano. If anyone wants to learn the piano, you need to download the app Simply Piano. It's incredible. It's like an online teacher and it is pricey, but it's not compared to lessons. So I spent 50 quid on the app. It is a lot of money. I'm not denying it. It is a lot of money. But that is three months of lessons every day. And I think that's pretty great, to be honest. I don't think that's bad in the slightest because I know my lessons beforehand were like 15 quid a lesson. And that is way more money, way more money. I've also, so, so far dealing with uncertainty, we've got time outside makes you feel a lot more present. And that helps. Any other activities that make you feel present for me, sometimes meditation helps sometimes it makes me feel worse distracting myself with other hobbies that I like like piano and things like that have been really good and socializing with other people and also not bringing up the issue too many times that was an issue that that was a situation that I made myself if you're dealing with an issue that is uncertainty that you've got two options to pick you've got like I don't know relationship drama you don't know what to do only ask people when you're actually emotionally ready to talk about it for a while, because everyone has an opinion on everything, okay? Everyone has an opinion. And sometimes it can get really overwhelming to sit in a group of people and listen to their all their opinions about your situation. So only open up the conversation if you are ready for the conversation. I'm not saying it's not good to talk about it, because it really is good to talk about it, and they can provide different perspective on things that you haven't thought of before, but you need to be emotionally ready for that conversation, if that makes sense. And I think the final way to do it is you need to change the narrative of what you're dealing with. When I'm saying living with uncertainty, when there's a fly going around, and honestly, I am so scared that it landed on me in my sleep. It definitely did, but we're not even thinking about that. But changing the narrative, realizing that you can change the narrative of things has been one of the most life-changing revelations. Honestly, it has. 
I'm changing the narrative from it being in, from a negative situation, from it being a situation that brings me dread, into a situation that I'm really proud of. I'm so proud of myself for putting myself in this position because now it's opened up so many doors that weren't even open beforehand. Like in a few weeks, I've got a meeting with the head of beauty. That is mad. Four weeks ago, I was on the shop floor and now meeting with the head of beauty of Sainsbury's. All because I now work at head office. Like, do you know what I mean? I am taking the joy and the pride and the excitement about this opportunity away from myself. I'm only here for four months. Fucking hell. Like, do you know what I mean? I've worked all my life and now I'm finally reaping the rewards of it and I should be proud of myself. And I think this comes to any decision. If you've got two incredible opportunities or two things you need to decide between and it is scary... I agree it is scary to pick, but you also need to remember how incredible it is that you get to pick, that you have put yourself in the position that allows you to make these decisions. You need to focus on the positive and know deep down that it will all sort itself out, and it will, I promise. Oh, it's a horrible feeling, but we're dealing with it, and it's getting better. Look, I'd better round off the episode of the podcast now because... I need to go make some food. I'm hungry. But thank you for listening if you've got this far. And I'm sending you a lot of love. This is also something you're dealing with. If you found the podcast helpful, make sure you rate, review. There's a little star at the top of the page if you go on. I found it if I find go on my iPad. Um, but if I go on my phone, I don't see it. So maybe have a look on your laptop if you're feeling very dedicated. And make sure you share the podcast with anyone you think would enjoy or find it useful. I hope you're all having a lovely weekend and I'll speak to you soon. Love you. Bye.